0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Punt Return Podcast. Week 15 in the NFL. Two weeks to go, I guess. I I don't technically count week 17, but looking at the playoff picture, week 17 could mean a hell of a lot. Um, So we're on the fence on whether we'll have an episode that week or not, but um, I guess the best way to explain week 14 is that it was miraculous. We had the miracle in Miami, the miracle arm of Mahomes, and I'm stretching the alliteration here, but the Mac Miracle as the Bears defense holds the uh the Rams, that that great Rams offense to just two field goals. Um and I couldn't come up with an alliteration for Cam Johnson's punt hitting the scoreboard in uh uh Jerry World over in Dallas. But it was a superb week of football from a viewing perspective and from the betting perspective it wasn't too bad as well. And I welcome uh Darrell Woodford from Stats Insider on the show. Data Darrell, how are we doing?
1: I'm good. Yeah, um, I so I didn't get to watch a lot of the games this week. I've been traveling all week, but it sounds like I missed a few good ones. I did see the Miami um, highlight.
0: Oh, I think at the play of the year, probably my favorite moment of the year, because that rarely happens to the Pats. Um, I often get labelled a bit of a Pats hater, and yeah, I do you know love to kind of root against them because they've just been this stout team for so long. But they're normally the teams doing that. We've seen it in the Super Bowl on a few occasions. So for it to happen to them. Um, it's kind of a little bit more special, I guess, a little bit more meaning to it. Um, but yeah, it was a good week. Unfortunately, yeah, probably a bad week for you to miss. Um, but you know, that's the way the cookie crumbles, as they say. So as it stands, the 49ers, Jags, Raiders, Cardinals, Bills, and Jets, they're the only teams that are officially out. Falcons, Giants, Lions, Bucks, and Bengals have less than a percent chance to make the playoffs, uh, per 538. Everyone else is technically still quote unquote in the hunt. Um, and the race for the AFC sixth seed and the AFC North heating up. Cleveland, we uh the Browns posted their, uh, road to the playoffs today. It's, <laughs> I think they're about a 2% chance to make it, but they're, yeah, they're, a, they're a contender in week 15, believe it or not, um, somewhat. And then we've got the race for the NFC sixth seed heating up as well. Um, but that couldn't be less exciting, um, with a lot of teams kind of falling over each other to try and get it. We could potentially see an eight win team as the sixth seed. But looking ahead to Week 15, um, it's highlighted by Sunday football, Darrell. So we get three slates. So it's important for DFS as well, um, where you can get that two-game slate there on Sunday, which we'll get in the DFS from Down Under podcast. But we've got the Jets and Texans, Browns and Broncos on Sunday. We've got the uh, Chargers at Chiefs to start the week on Thursday and a couple of other big games in the Pats and Steelers, Cowboys and Colts, and we'll get to that a little bit later on. But Week 14, how did you go? How did How were your results?
1: Um, personally, some decent results, a uh, couple of wins, a couple of losses. I, once we gave on the podcast, I think Kansas City, uh, minus six and a half was no good. Um, Tampa Bay and Tampa Bay Moneyline, um, was one I thought would actually get there when I was watching some of the scores come in. But, yeah, they, but, yeah. they, they
0: put up a hell of a fight. It just kind of slipped away there at the end, unfortunately.
1: Yeah. Um, Jets plus three and a half a win. Um, San Francisco plus four. And then Oakland Money Line, I had a small wager on. Um, yeah, it was one of those ones where it was kind of worth a small bet, if you, particularly if you're looking at kind of, um, Kelly criterion kind of systems. Um, from the SI closing lines perspective, uh, we were one and three on sides, but the win was the green one. So that was actually technically profitable, um, against closing lines. Um, and then on the totals, let me see, we were one and one essentially, um, both orange plays.
0: Yeah, I was, I was tempted to see, I was not tempted, interested to see if you ended up taking the money line on the Oakland because you did mention that briefly as, uh, the Kelly criterion last week. So yeah, that, that lobbed and the Jets plus three and San Fran plus four plays, they both won outright as well. So, um, I think one of those was a money line play as well. So, uh, uh, yeah. for the podcast anyway. So that was, I think San Fran probably didn't end up starting because it ended up going into about minus three um flat three so i'm sure that would have uh, the orange would have just eliminated itself there getting down to that sort of round number there um the show itself we went five five hundred basically uh woot went two uh, three and two and i went two and three um with uh him besting me in our head-to-head play in the packers falcons game uh he won quite comfortably there he's not here unfortunately to rub it in (laughs) which bodes well for me um that's good um so the miami and giants are sort of both good against the spread winners for him. Um, Miami had covered before their miracle, so it didn't really take the miracle, but um, that just added a cherry on top, I guess. And then for me, I was really annoyed. Carolina and Cleveland were scoring unbelievable in the first quarter, and then it just stopped completely dead, um, and that fell quite quite a bit under after that. And then Chargers-Bengals, um, which I which I wrote on Stats Insider website as a, as a play, Um, that, that got in just by the skin of its teeth by a point there. So I'll take that, uh, any day of the week kind of, (laughs) um, got lucky on that one and then yeah, a little bit unlucky on the other. So yeah, we'll take it. Um, let's, let's get into week 15, but before that, a quick word from our sponsors.
1: Looking for a bit of a leg up on the punt this weekend? Or you love your NFL, but you're not sure what the value is? Get a sneak peek with Stats Insider's free subscriptions with featured games each day to give you the boost over the bookmakers. Head to statsinsider.com.au and start your free trial today. Always gamble responsibly.
0: All right, as I said before, week 15, good week, good week of football. A lot on the line, but it it kickstarts here with the Chiefs at the uh, Sorry, the Chargers at the Chiefs. The Chiefs are three and a half point favourites. The total is 53. Daryl, any thoughts on this game?
1: Um, Nothing that helps us uh, with a wager, no. We have this Kansas City by five, but it's well within kind of your margin of error, so pass on that one.
0: Yeah, it's 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 probably one of the best games of the week. The Chargers uh, can still uh, technically win the division with a win here and a, a Chiefs loss next week against Seattle down the line and the Chargers winning out, so... There is a little bit on the line. Um, we've also got a few question marks there. Melvin Gordon, uh, Austin Eckler is out. Uh, Melvin Gordon is questionable as well, and Tyreek Hill is also questionable. So kind of on a short week, it's tough to see either of those players playing. Um, Gordon, obviously, probably a bigger loss just given that Eckler is out as well. So leaves them very, very short at running back. Um, so for that reason alone, there's just too much uncertainty for these two teams for me to really have a play um, it's worth noting, though, the Chiefs are five and O straight up in their last five games against the Chargers, and five and O straight up in their last five games at home. So they kind of own the Chargers um, of late. So they've kind of had them had their number for a while. Um, they played with each other all the way back in Week One, and it was kind of just some special teams errors that was the difference. So um, should be a good game, probably one of the most watchable games of the season. Um, but I don't need to have a wager to be interested in this game, so I'm just going to avoid at all costs. Uh, alright, Houston minus six. This is the first of the Sunday games. I think 8.30, uh, Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Um, they're six point favourites here on the road against the Jets. The total set at 41.5. What's your thoughts on this one, Daryl?
1: Yes, we have Houston winning this, um, be by more than a touchdown so Houston minus 6 uh, is an orange play at the moment and there's a few this week that are on the verge of either no bet or orange or orange or green so yeah stuff to keep an eye on as we get closer but at the moment uh, Houston minus 6 orange
0: yeah i i like the uh i like the uh, Texans as well uh, obviously they're on a 9 game winning streak before sort of hitting the Colts roadblock last week which I was very happy to see um Ty Hilton continued his ownership over the Texans i hope they name the stadium after him just call it the hilton um i think that's the way to go but yeah i do think that loss is probably good for the texans because the rest of their schedule is pretty easy um and it's a weird mentality kind of going into the playoffs if you have on like a 13 game win streak there's kind of a lot of hype surrounding you and and you kind of want to get a, a loss out of the way sometimes um and it's not going to hurt them too heavily so i do think uh you know they're they're primed here i think they match up really well they're they're uh and that was the thing against the Colts, is the Colts' are O-line's vastly improved. It gave luck plenty of time, whereas the Jets really struggle. And I think the Texans should take advantage of that. And the Jets, they're 1-6 straight up and 2-5 and five against the spread in their last seven games. So they haven't been playing too well recently. So I think the Texans cover that six-point spread. Um, although it is tempting. The Jets have won a couple of crazy games at home against the Broncos and the Colts. So they are... They can do it, but I think uh, after that loss, there Houston they they kind of don't want to slip up here, even though that they do have quite the lead. So I'm going to take the Texans as well minus six. So we're on the same page. Potentially a lock of the week, but we'll uh, we'll work that out later. Um, the second Sunday game, Cleveland at Denver. Denver minus three totals forty five and a half. Oh, Denver, Denver, Denver! You were prime for a playoff run, and then you lose to the lowly Forty ers um, pretty much dropping yourself out of the race, although technically you're still quote unquote in the hunt. Um, here at home, although losing Emmanuel Sanders and no Chris Harris here against a, a pretty hot Cleveland team that's playing well, um, recently. I've got nothing in this play. I, I it's just a tricky line. I think it's, I think it's about right. So I'm going to avoid and, and just, uh, enjoy this game from my couch before, uh, before the cricket starts at, I think about one, one thirty, two o'clock here on a Sunday on the, uh, on the East Coast.
1: Yeah, I don't count cricket starting until Big Bash starts. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we have this Broncos by one. Um, so Cleveland plus three isn't quite enough. If it gets to plus three and a half, it's one of those that might just kick over into Orange. So yeah, pass at the moment, but keeping an eye on the line.
0: Yeah, uh, Denver is five and zero straight up in their last five games against Cleveland, but. This isn't your same old Cleveland Browns. Uh, Baker Mayfield is a is a massive difference maker and a franchise changer. So um, you can kind of throw <laughs> a lot of that out the window when it comes to come to team rivalries. There, all right, Miami at Minnesota, um, the two miracle teams. Minnesota pulled the miracle out last season in the playoffs. Miami did it against the Pats last week. Minnesota at home, despite an abysmal display against uh, the the uh, Seattle Seahawks in prime time, an ugly, ugly, ugly game for most of that game. Um, they're seven point favorites here at home. Total is 44.5. Uh, any thoughts on this?
1: Um, so we're leaning towards Minnesota, but not enough to bet. And even if it moves to 6.5, it wouldn't be enough to bet. So, yeah, pass for me.
0: Yeah, I think this is too high. Um, I just, I don't understand it. I know Miami are way, way better at home. And, you know, New England have struggled a lot. I think they've now lost five of six straight up in Miami the last few seasons, New England. So I know that's kind of a, a weird trend where Miami just just know how to play New England well and going to Minnesota is completely different, but this is an outdoor in the elements, so still in a controlled climate, and in, in games where Ryan Tannehill started and finished those games, Miami have always been pretty close in a lot of games here, um, it's only when they've kind of had Brock Osweiler that they've been blown out here, they're 4-1 and one against the spread in their last five games um, Minnesota are 10-2 and two straight up in its last 12 home games, but I think just 7's too much here for two teams that are buying for playoff spots, Miami are um, yeah, just too much. So I do like Miami plus seven. I'm gonna try and wait and hold off, and if it gets to that seven and a half, then I'll definitely jump on. So it's one where I'll just sit and wait until sort of Sunday night, and if it does dip down to six and a half, then I don't mind missing out on on taking the Dolphins because believe you me, I I'm not a huge huge Dolphins fan, but I'm just not really inspired by the Vikings of late. So uh, yeah, this is kind of a sit and wait approach for me. Uh, yeah, makes sense. Okay, Oakland at Cincinnati. Cincinnati uh three point favourites or two and a half, I think it's now moved to um at home. Total is forty six. I got one word for this game, gross, and I don't <laughs> wanna I don't want to watch it. I don't want to bet on it.
1: Um yeah, I have a bit of interest in Oakland when they're a massive uh, money line underdog. We've done that a few times this year, but I've no interest in this one.
0: Yeah, that's too short. Um okay, Oakland uh, sorry, Tampa Bay at Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore are seven and a half point favorites at home here. Total is 46 and a half. Man, Baltimore blew it. They really had Kansas City on the ropes in Arrowhead Stadium here. Um, and just could not get away with that win. That's, uh, just insane that they, they blew that opportunity, golden opportunity to take sort of the reins of that division. Um, and, and just, and blew it away. So you think, oh yeah, Baltimore, they pushed the Chiefs that, you know, in Arrowhead, there's surely gotta be a bet this week. Yeah, I don't think so. I'm gonna take Tampa Bay plus seven and a half here. I think that uh, line's too big. I just don't think Lamar Jackson should be giving up that much points to an offense like Jameis Winston. It's one thing to give it up against Oakland, um, but Tampa Bay have shown that they can score some points on a defense and, and keep things a little bit interesting. And that back door might be wide open as well. I just, I like, uh, Tampa Bay here. It's kind of a letdown spot for, for the Ravens.
1: Yeah, Tampa Bay, one of the models teams of the year, for at least early and late. Um, yeah, we're on them again this week. Um, close on a small money line play. And at the moment it's an orange on the verge of green at the plus seven and a half. So yeah, I agree with you on Tampa Bay in this one.
0: Yeah, it was plus eight yesterday. And it's just kind of ticked a, a little bit back towards Tampa Bay's, uh, favor, but the trends don't really bode well. Uh, for Tampa Bay, they're five and twelve against the spread in their last seventeen December road games. Um, but a lot of the time, they're kind of all all but out of playoff contention. So um, this this season, they're te- technically quote unquote, as I said many times so far in this show, they're technically still in the hunt. Um, so they can still potentially sneak into the playoffs here. So there's a little bit on the line for Tampa. They have something to play for as opposed to nothing to play for here. So um, I like the seven and a half on the Bucks here. Against the Ravens, I think the Ravens win, but yeah, it could be close. It's sort of a low scoring, well, not low scoring, but the the Ravens just can't sort of rack up too many points here. Um, all right, Dallas at Indy, uh, India three point favorites at home. Total is forty seven. Massive,ly important game for the Colts as they race for that sixth wild card position, and Dallas potentially if if the Bears slip up against the Packers, could potentially get the three seed, which is kind of massive in the playoff situation because it means that you avoid. Seattle is the fifth seed, and you get to play one of those lowly sort of eight-win, uh, wildcard teams that sneak into the playoffs. There, as you, as you can hear, there's, there's a massive storm here <laughs> in Sydney, so a bit of thunder, a little bit of lightning. just in time, yeah, a little bit of lightning as well. Uh, so maybe that bodes well for the Bolts tomorrow and the Chargers. but uh, yeah. So apologies, we we could lose power at any time. So if if there is a little bit of a scratchy audio in here somewhere, that'll be the reason why. But uh, I'm I'm liking Dallas plus three. Um, what's, what's your thoughts?
1: Yeah, so we go the other way here. So Indy minus three is kind of close to an orange play. Indy minus two and a half, I suspect would be of interest to us. Um, I did make a note here whether this was kind of a hedge bet against your personal interests. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, potentially, uh, it's kind of like the old win-win situation where if I back, uh, you know, the Colts, uh, the Texans, uh, sorry, the Cowboys, I'll get there eventually plus three, yeah. um, against the Colts and, and, uh, you know Dallas cover, then I'm happy because I, I get the bet. But if they kind of lose, then I'm happy the Colts win. But um, yeah. I, I just don't think Dallas should be getting a, a flat three. I mean, if this is two and a half, I'd be I'd be out. But a flat three here um, against against the Colts team, Dallas Dallas are playing really really well at the moment. The defense is is really really good right now. I think it's going to be the toughest sort of defense the Colts have faced. Uh, in a while, uh, yeah, I think they're just playing really well. They match up quite well. Byron Jones against T.Y. Hilton is going to be an interesting matchup. Um, and then, you know, in the interior, I think Ryan Kelly may be back for the Colts, but Demarcus Lawrence could really get the better of the internal inside, sort of O-line of the Colts without Glowinski as well. So the matchup's really nice, and the the trends here are pretty good. So Dallas, they're 5-0 and against the spread in their last five games. The Colts are 6-1 and straight up in their last seven games. So it just kind of feels like... Colts winning by three or, or, or two or one, um, to keep all those trends alive. It, it just has the makings of, I think, a field goal game here. Um, so I, I like, uh, the, the team getting the plus three here, um, in this matchup. And I like to hedge, of course. Uh, emotional yeah. hedge. Uh, yeah. Detroit. So take that with a grain of salt if you're listening. But, uh, Detroit at Buffalo. Buffalo minus two and a half. The total is 38 and a half. Similar to the Oakland Cincinnati game. I've got one word for this game. Gross. I don't want. <laughs> I just don't want any interest in this game. It has no impact at all on anything. Um, I hope red zone don't show it. Uh, 38 and a half. Yeah, there's not going to be a lot of points in this game. Um, yeah, I'm going to avoid.
1: Yeah, it's one another one, And there's a few of them this week that we have pretty much kind of spot on the market. Um, yeah, no interest in placing any bets on this.
0: Yep. Yeah. It's wise. Let's move on. We spent far too long on <laughs> that game. Uh, Green Bay at Chicago. Chicago are six-point favorites here after an impressive primetime victory against the rams the total is 45 again similar to the ravens you think after their impressive showing against the chiefs everything would be pointing towards taking the bears here but i like the packers plus 6 it's a it's a little bit different the packers going into soldier field and, and facing chicago in this at this time of the year as opposed to the rams who play in a warm weather across the country facing a bears defense that they're not really used to playing the Packers know how to play the Bears. They won earlier this season. They know how to play in the climate. And Aaron Rodgers has been released from the shackles of, uh, Mike McCarthy. And I was a little bit on the fence about them last week, but I saw what I, I saw enough from Rodgers and the Green Bay offense, um, against the Falcons to be encouraged that they keep things here. And, you know, with Minnesota slipping up and, and looking quite ugly, the door is firmly wide open for the Packers somehow still technically quote unquote in the hunt um to make the playoffs here. So they can go on a run. They could you know, they could close out the season with three straight victories and go into the um playoffs as a sixth seed, similar to what they did back in I can't remember the year, twenty fourteen. I always get the years mixed up because it's twenty fourteen during the regular season and the is twenty fifteen. But um they famously uh slid into the playoffs and, and won from the sixth seed there as a wild card. So um, Green Bay, they're 5-0 and straight up in their last five games against Chicago and they're 5-0 and straight up in their last five games on the road against Chicago, so uh, yeah, I definitely like the Packers here, I think uh, they keep things interesting six points is a lot, and yeah, I'll take the Packers
1: Yeah, we don't have a bet on this one, no, certainly I think it's an interesting case to be made for the Packers and we're kind of leaning towards them, although we've been kind of flip-flopping back and forth all week, but leaning towards them at the moment of the line, but Nothing that's worth a bet at
0: the moment. Mm, it is interesting that it's gone from five and a half to six. Could it creep to six and a half and seven? That is quite a big and steep line movement. I just don't know if it could could get to a seven. But, I mean, if it gets to six and a half, that could, that could be even more enticing, I think. Um, yeah, I'd, it should be a close one. Aaron Rodgers knows how to play the Bears. So, yeah, I'm keen to watch this game. I, you know, the Packers, they're kind of the one NFC team that I think if they can sneak in the playoffs could be dangerous just because Aaron Rodgers is is Aaron Rodgers. So um, it is interesting. But their mm. interim head coach used both coaches' challenges in the first 90 seconds of the game last week and <laughs> lost. So an even more inept <laughs> okay. coach has taken over. It's it's quite unbelievable. Um, but yeah, I th- <laughs>
1: yeah. I think it would take the seven probably to get us interested. Yeah yeah that sounds like some interesting coaching decisions
0: yeah it is baffling, but it feels like it does seem like Aaron Rodgers is just playing his offense so uh Philburn's not getting in the way as opposed to McCarthy, so that's interesting uh Tennessee at the Giants Giants minus two and a half you can get flat three at some places total is forty three and a half um I did write gross, but I guess technically the Titans are still in the still actually a chance to make the playoffs um and this is an important road game for them the giants have been quite dangerous of late a lot of people are talking them up but they are they are they are uh, playing against lesser opponents mark sanchez chase daniels yeah it's not it's not the best sort of form guide going into a, a tennessee team that absolutely destroyed the jaguars derek henry won people a lot of fantasy matchups last week did you start him anywhere in any dfs or or lineups last week Daryl?
1: No, I didn't play a lot of DFS last week. I, I may have put three in, I think. Um, but yeah. No, I didn't think, didn't do too much with it.
0: Yeah. Well, I had a lot of injuries in one of our Wooten Y uh, fantasy leagues with some listeners there. And, uh, I had no running back. So I picked up Derek Henry three weeks ago. Um, and just out of necessity had to play him, uh, this week and, uh, it paid dividends. So I'll take that, but I don't want anything in this game. I'm not, I'm not betting on it. I'm going to pass.
1: Yeah. Nothing for us either.
0: Okay, sweet. Let's move on. Washington at Jacksonville. This is is a grosser game. Um, Jacksonville minus 7. The total is 36. Um, We've talked on this show before about extreme totals when we have very high totals that you you tend to want to bet the under, but they always seem to actually trend over. And then the same with the totals here. But 36 is quite low for an NFL total. Uh, So I probably am leaning the over. I don't really want to bet on this game. I, this is another gross matchup.
1: Yeah, the total is the only thing that's of interest to us. Um, we have this one like, kind of 39 and a half-ish. So, yeah, leaning towards the over. Um, one of those, again, that's going between no and orange. But, yeah, as you say, this betting psychology makes me question a little bit uh, play on the over, but um, from a model perspective, small that way.
0: Yeah, okay. Man, 36 isn't much. All it takes is like a special teams touchdown or two or, or a big run, which we saw, um, get busted open against Jacksonville last week and, and you suddenly got 14 points on the board. But, yeah. um, whether these quarterbacks, uh, can produce that type of points, who knows? So, um, I'll probably just end up avoiding it at all costs. It just, yeah, as you said, the psychology, you see a 36 total, it does perk your interest a little bit. Uh, Arizona at Atlanta um atlanta are nine point favorites here at home the total is forty four um i'll take i take the cardinals plus nine um look the cardinals are one of the worst offenses of all time so far this season in terms of d v o a they're actually now worse than the bills and they are historically bad but their defense is really good like they 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 keep they always these games always seem to be really really close because their defense has actually been really solid, which is quite incredible when you realize how bad their offense is that You think their defense would just tire and eventually fold and and give up, but they're the 14th ranked DVOA defense. They actually kept the Chiefs to their lowest total so far this season. Um, so yeah, they're, they're an interesting team. Their defense is, is, is quite, quite good. So, um, I think, yeah, I think nine points is a lot when you've got a 44 total and and a pretty good defense. So I'll take Arizona plus nine here. If it gets to 10, um, I'll be even more excited.
1: Yeah, we don't have too much interest in this um, line certainly not at nine we may be a bit, a bit different at 10 and um, the total again here is the one that interests me and um, we make this total 48 um, so over 44 is an orange bet for us but one um, right for the listeners I guess if you're they're very they're kind of anti-correlated so I wouldn't be taking both of those
0: yeah it is it is quite funny yeah the correlation obviously with that uh, the total's gone over though in in five of Arizona's last seven games when playing Atlanta and the total's gone over in 16 of Arizona's last 24 games on the road. So their defense isn't as good on the road, but still nine points. Atlanta's defense has been pretty bad, so maybe the, maybe the Cardinals can show a little something here, um, maybe on the ground, some David Johnson, and and maybe it, it might not be so anti-correlated after all. as the result. Looking at it definitely is, but, yeah, you never know the results sometimes. Yeah. Expect a close. David Johnson,
1: up... one of the guys, model likes this week. Actually, from the DFS perspective, oh, so there you go. Plays into that narrative.
0: Yes. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, but please check out the uh, yep. DFS from Down Under podcast. Um, again, I do apologise. Is if there is any audio issue issues here, um, on the pod, I, there is some heavy lightning and thunder. So I've heard some a couple little bleeps here and there. Um, on the on the uh, recording back, but uh, maybe that, yeah, I keep leaning towards the Chargers now that there's all this lightning in. They're getting very superstitious. (laughs) Um, All right, Seattle minus four um, at San Fran. Total is 44.5. San Fran have been kind of some killers lately with killing the hopes of the Broncos. Can they do it again against Seattle, Daryl?
1: Hopefully. Um, (laughs) We have them as a green play at the moment, 9% edge on San Francisco plus four. Um, I haven't followed the line movement this week. as I say, I've been traveling a bit, but, um,
0: it was, I don't know which it was, gonna go. it was five and a half. It's going back towards yep. four.
1: Yeah. Okay. So probably take the four. Um, yep. and then small on the money line on San Francisco as well. We make this Seattle buy what I've called a soft three. I think it's like 2.5, 2.6. Um, so yeah, decent bet on San Francisco.
0: Yeah. It, if I am going to lean San Fran, it just depends on Seattle's motivation. They are kind of semi locked into that five seed. Like it, they've got a really easy schedule the rest of the way home, including this game here. Um, so it's hard to tell whether you know how how tough they're going to take this game because you know they kind of only need to win one of their last three games to really sort of solidify that that wild card spot. But it is you know maybe maybe get it out of the way now and then rest your starters the rest of the way in you know week seventeen or so. Um, but Seattle left 5-0 straight up in their last five games against San Fran and and 13-2 against the spread in their last 15 against San Fran. So they've kind of owned San Fran lately. So for that reason, I'm kind of going to avoid the, uh, the model's advice. I'm not going to go against it against San Fran. I've, I've kind of, San Fran, every time I bet against it, man versus machine, uh, the machine and San Fran aligned uh, of recent weeks has, has slayed me. So I'm just going to avoid and pass on this. So, um, if, the, if I didn't see the model's projection, I'd probably lean towards Seattle minus four, but I'm going to avoid that there and, and pass. Um, so I'm tipping my cap to the model here. Um, so there, that's where we are. Uh, New England minus one and a half at Pittsburgh, probably the most important game of the week. New England, um, they need to keep winning after that shock loss to Miami to, to hold on to the uh, first round bye and the two seed. So they've got a very easy schedule after this with the Bills and the Jets. Um, and Pittsburgh need to keep winning to to win the AFC North and potentially or sneak in as the the sixth seed as the wild card here. But at home totals fifty two after their shock loss uh, to uh, the Raiders, uh, the kind of lost favoritism. I don't think they ever were favorite. I think it was close to Pickham, but um, now that's yeah now New England are firmly road favorites here. Um, New England have just owned Pittsburgh lately. They're five and zero straight up in their last five games. They're five and one against the spread in their last six games on the road against Pittsburgh, famously uh, got got lucky with uh, a catch that wasn't a catch um, by their tight end Jesse James last season, the, the Steelers. So they're a little bit unlucky in that regard. But um, New England, they just love playing the, the Pittsburgh zone defense. Uh, McDaniels and, and Belichick and Brady always seem to tee up a, a good game plan. So um, I do think New England win this game. Am I confident? I don't – I'm not going to bet on a, Pittsburgh back into a corner. It's, it's always hard to – and New England haven't been playing great, so, yeah, I'm going to avoid.
1: Yeah, nothing for us on this one. Um, another one that we have more or less in line with the market, so just pass.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely interested in this game from a DFS perspective. Um, just the total's quite high, and you, you've got two quarterbacks that you trust there and, and plenty of playmakers on both, side of, both sides of the ball. So from a DFS perspective, definitely be interested in that game. Okay, Philly at LA to take on the Rams. The Rams are 11-point favourites. Um, That line's moved to two points since it was uh, announced today that Carson Wentz is likely out for the rest of the season. Nick Foles will be starting at quarterback, primed potentially for another December run towards the Super Bowl. Um, Not really, but uh, yeah. So (laughs) we didn't really have any double-digit favorites at all uh, this week, but uh, the Rams and and Carson Wentz now have changed that. The total is 53.5. Nick Foles starting uh, Philly... Look, they were defiant in defeat. They put up a, a great effort on you know on the road against Dallas. This is a different kettle of fish now against the Rams as they fight to to clinch home field advantage in that first uh, first round bye as well. Um, so I'm going to pass on this game. Eleven is a lot of points between two playoff uh, playoff teams from last season, but um, kind of two teams not going in kind of going in opposite directions.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was going to say they're going very different ways this year. Um, agree, it's a lot of points, but it's Not enough to convince me that Philly are a good bet, and I wouldn't want to lay it on the Rams either. So passing,
0: it's yeah, it's a totally different game plan for the Rams. They've just been so much better at home, and Philly just can't match up well with the secondary like what the what the uh, Bears are able to do. So you know, it's you can't really put just all their corners one on one and force the force the uh, Rams hand here with Philly's defensive back injuries. So yeah, it's tough, but eleven is a lot. Uh, but again, yeah, probably wise to pass here. All right, the last game of the week, New Orleans minus six on the road at Carolina. Carolina was six and two uh, six weeks ago. They're now six and seven on the outside looking in. Unbelievable uh, capitulation here, but they can somehow, as I said throughout the show, quote unquote, in the hunt with Minnesota stumbling, Green Bay stumbling, everyone stumbling over each other. Carolina can win this game at home against against the Saints and, and play spoiler because a win here could... Pretty much cost New Orleans their, uh, their first, sorry, their home field advantage, which would which would mean that uh, the NFC goes through LA rather than the Superdome. Um, and Carolina can get back to 500 here. The total's 51 and a half. Have you got a play in this game, Darrell?
1: Yeah, we like Carolina in this one. Um, so we make this roughly New Orleans by three, three and a quarter. So Carolina plus six is an 11% edge and a green play at the moment.
0: Okay. So yeah, it's, it's a tough one. I, yeah, I'm not, I'm going to avoid, I think, uh, six is, six is nice, but I would love seven. I just can't so, see it. Yeah. yeah, I just can't see it getting there. Um, but oh, man, it, it, these, these games last year were, were pretty good between the two. I think they split games, you know, uh, with, uh, Carolina winning at home and Saints winning at home as well. And they had a pretty good playoff game as well. So. Uh New Orleans are four and one straight up in their last five games against Carolina and they're five one and one against the spread in their last seven um against Carolina as well. So there's a lot to love there from a New Orleans perspective, but they haven't been great the last couple of weeks offensively. They kind of had some slip ups. Drew Brees has lost sort of the MVP trophy, I think, to Mahomes, but Carolina haven't been great either. So I'm gonna avoid. Um let's uh let's take a quick break and we'll be back with our lock of the week.
1: There are touchdowns and then there are Experience a true touchdown with a Stats Insider premium subscription. That's NFL predictions and value plays for every game, giving you the ultimate edge against the bookies. Touchdown in every way possible this season. Head to statsinsider.com.au and start your free trial today. Gamble responsibly.
0: Okay, lock of the week. It just depends who we like more, Daryl Houston or Tampa Bay. Both road uh teams, um, one getting points, one giving points. Who are you more confident in? Who's the model more confident in?
1: <laughs> oh, that's a tough one. I mean, they're more or less equal. They're both kind of on that boundary line. Um, if I had to pick one, well, I, if I was betting, I'd probably do half unit each. Um, if I have to pick one, I'd probably go temper Tampa Bay.
0: I like the half unit uh, lock. We haven't done that this year. We've kind of, last two weeks, we haven't had... A lock of the week, so why not just do a, a two or a one unit half lock, like kind of two team lock of the week? Um yep. with Houston and Tampa Bay, um there potentially. Um I think that's cool. I, I like it. Plus it's Sunday, Monday as well, so it's not you know, if you if you do your Josh Dosh on Houston just win it back on Baltimore the next day. Um or, or lose Tampa. it. Or, yeah. What did I just say? Baltimore. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, or likewise Tampa, or lose it on both, uh, coincidentally. Um, but yeah, let's I think, not, hey? yeah, let's, let's not. So let's, yeah, let's do that. Half a unit on Houston, half a unit on, uh, Baltimore, and we'll make it a, uh, a two team, one unit lock of the week. Um, we do mention this isn't a, a parlay or anything. I'd recommend splitting those. Do not, do not multi them. Um, that just makes it even more difficult. Uh, so yeah, that, I like it. It's kind of unique. We haven't done that before. so uh, something different. Yeah. I feel weird rooting for Houston because I've been calling them frauds all season. Um, <laughs> But it was more just against the Colts. I think this match up well for them and, yeah, Tampa Bay. So, okay, there we go. So we've got a lock of the week. Any final thoughts on week 15?
1: No, um I say, looking forward to it. It'll be an interesting end to the season, Um college football bowl season not far off. Yeah, um,
0: we sh- should mention that bowl season's now, um, this weekend, I think we've got four or five bowl games, Um I'll be up with an article for, for you guys tomorrow on Stats Insider, Um I, you know, we're doing the, uh, instead of man versus machine, I'm, I'm teaming up with the machine for, for, for not as many plays, but more sort of confidence in, in our bets this, this week, and I, Circled my plays and then I went on to the model and I found that we were on the same page for these three, uh, for three bowl games this week. So I'm I'm excited for that to drop tomorrow. So uh that's definitely, and we were, we were on the money last week about the under 41 in the Army Navy game. So that was kind of our yeah. semi-lock of the week last week.
1: Yep. Yeah, it was the only thing we agreed on last week. <laughs> yeah, it was.
0: So it was great. And it, and it lobbed quite <laughs> easily. I think it was only 27 points in it. Um, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. It's just one of those games. You got two offenses and know each other. You've got them. I think they're both like option offenses, yeah. right? So you, lots of time run off the clock. So and, like yeah.
0: there's like eight passes in, in the entire game. and It's just, yeah. it's just death taxes and unders in, um, armed services games, basically. Yep. Yeah. It's perfect. I, I just kind of believe that all these, you know, army, navy can never find a quarterback that could throw. You think all these athletes that are in the army and navy, there'd be someone that could throw a pass, but it's always triple <laughs> options. Like for last decade every every armed services it's all the same story but anyway um yeah Just def- tradition. yeah exactly um so yeah definitely oh uh, yeah bowl bowl season's great sunday's gonna be fun there's nfl's there's bowl games on cricket um even though it doesn't count technically for you with because <laughs> it's not big bash but um big bash is starting next week um and you guys have got some interesting stuff up on site
1: Yeah, we've got the Big Bash simulator up, so that lets you run through this whole season. If you looked at our World Cup simulator um, earlier in the year, it's the same kind of principle. Um, I think the markets are starting to go up. I saw um, going up today with kind of a bunch of the more exotic markets for the opening Big Bash game. Um, So we're expecting those to be up on site Friday or Monday with the kind of the detailed match predictions. Um, and then, yeah, running through the whole tournament, which goes for two months or so this year. So extended big bash.
0: Yeah, that's great. Um, so yeah, bet on the NFL and on Monday, um, uh, just roll up, log into Stats Insider and, and start getting into the big bash, um, and, and continue with the NBA as well. So plenty going on on Stats Insider. Definitely recommend checking it out and following them on Twitter at Stats Insider. You can follow Daryl on Twitter as well at DP Woodford. You can follow me on Twitter at JYNFL and of course at WootNY. Um, but until next week happy punting gamble responsibly and uh yeah we'll we'll talk next week